0: Hello, and welcome to Back From The Brick. I'm Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. It is the 24th of November. It is Wednesday. No, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Um... Yeah, so Which I, what I know. It's it's Munwen Tusa Fry. Munwen Tusa Fry? Pretty much. Um, it's hard to keep track of it, isn't it? It's hard to keep track. Um, but I'm here to let you know that it is Tuesday. The uh, NBA has been doing a lot of stuff in free agency, and I am an unabashed uh, uh, fan of the Lakers. And they've been kicking butt. There are a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on all over the place, you know. I mean, but this was a a free agency year where there wasn't a ton of um, uh, big moves to be had. But uh, the uh, Lakers traded for Dennis Schroeder early uh, early on, and then um, uh, they've let dwight howard go they've let rajan rondo go uh and uh they've kept contavious caldwell pope and markeith morris they've re-signed them um and you know they're trying to figure it out uh as to what's going on and who they're going to keep and what's going on with them and let's see if i can get a little bit of a scoop let's see so yeah Markeef morris returns uh the big, big thing that they did is they signed reigning Sixth Man of the Year Montrez Harrell from the Clippers. So they simultaneously took away a strength of the Clippers and picked up a strength on their own. Uh, he, along with um, uh, Paul Gasol's brother, that's right. There's another Gasol out there with an NBA ring. Um, uh, Mark Gasol will now be a Laker. And Montrez Harrell and and Mark Gasol will now be the guys that hold down the center instead of um uh, ah just blanked on the names. Instead of um uh, let's see, where were they? uh Yeah. Instead of uh Dwight Howard and uh uh once <laughs> in a great while cost us Ante An kopo Uh yeah, that guy. Uh you all know his brother, Giannis, um, but they've you know they they ended up uh, letting go of free agents or or trading away their big men because they got these two guys and uh, and so uh, and then they kept Markeith Morris as another big guy that they can put in there. They've got big guys who can shoot threes and open up the center a little bit more while still being defensive powers, and that's kind of what they were looking for in Mark Gasol. Um, they kept Cantavius Caldwell Pope, as I mentioned. Um, he's a three and D guy he's strong. And uh, they've definitely got stronger. I think they have to be the uh, favorites. Here's Aaron. Happy Tuesday. I had to think about the day there a little bit ago as I was kind of starting up the show. I was talking about NBA free agency and the fact that the Lakers have been kicking some butt in free agency land. So, um, probably stuff you don't care about when it comes to sports ball, but I'm excited.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, <clears> you know, <throat> I... Um... <laughs> yeah, you're like, eh, right, uh, I'm... yawn! Um, <clears> yeah, <throat> I'm, trying, I'm trying to say this nicely. I'm just not into basketball.
1: I'm not... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch Rutgers um, play the women's basketball team play because next year, because uh, um,
0: you daughter, know, someone, yeah, our, our Molly and daughter, Awa Sidibe has just uh,
1: uh, signed with the team. So um, i right. super excited about that. But that's for the 2021-22 um, year. That's when that starts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and, and college basketball is having a rough time of things right now. They haven't uh, gotten a good uh, start to their season, so we'll see how this season even plays out. But, um, I, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I will become a Rutgers fan next year as well and start watching uh, uh, Rutgers women's basketball because uh, it's exciting stuff. The... Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I have said many a time I'm an unabashed Lakers fan, and they, um, uh, according to quite a few different people watching what's been going on, have said that they have won the offseason, that they have managed, you know, they're, they're behaving like they lost the NBA championship and they have to, you know, make some some drastic moves to make their team stronger, and they won the NBA championship and they're still making drastic moves and they're making their team stronger. Um, they shocked everybody by getting um, sixth man of the year and and strong big man Montrez Harrell from the Clippers, which simultaneously made their crosstown rivals weaker. So um, that was a, a shock move. They brought back Marquise Morris, another big big. Uh, who can play down uh, in the in the paint and, and block. They brought in Mark Gasol, Pau Gasol's brother. Now, Pau Gasol, people will remember, was a Laker during the Kobe era and won a few championships. Mark Gasol won a championship with the Toronto Raptors and will now be playing for the Lakers. And as a big man, he has a really soft touch. So not only can he guard down in the paint, but he can move out and make three-point shots. So, uh, you know, it's just some real positive moves. We brought back... Uh, Contavius Caldwell-Pope, who's a great uh, uh, three-point shooter and defensive player, and uh, and so all in all, uh, the team is shaping up to be just incredibly, incredibly strong, despite having lost some some key players uh, to um, to free agency, and so we'll see what what happens when they all play out together, and you know whether the, the team gels. But um, I'm I'm very excited and enthused. For the uh, for the Lakers this season, so we'll see if they can repeat.
1: So Tobin was super happy last night because his Rams won.
0: Yeah, I actually watched a little bit of the game. I was super happy because they they threw the ball to Cooper Cup a whole bunch of times, and I needed him to get 21 points to win my fantasy uh, league and or my fantasy game, and he got 39 points in my league, so I won going away thanks to Cooper Cup. Yeah, baby. But uh yeah all else all else being equal, I would just assume the uh, Tampa Brady Buccaneers uh lose yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I, isn't that awful I just I'm not a fan of Brady I just yeah
0: you know I think I, most people acknowledge yeah, the guy's great he's won a lot of championships he's won enough let somebody else have the spotlight for a while yeah I just it, it was.
1: I'm not a fan. I think that yeah. um, he, he and, and, and he's earned it. He's he's earned a, the right to have a big ego. He's earned the right to be, you know, to think he's all that in a bag of chips. Because he kind of is all that. In a, he is all that in a bag of chips. I just don't like him.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I agree. And, I, you know, I, I think that, I mean, I, I don't dislike him personally. I'm just, you know, I, I don't know the guy. I
1: mean, as a player. Um, I don't know him as a, I don't, I mean, as a player. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I I have no animosity for, towards him, but I tend to to kind of pull for the the underdog if I have no other um, allegiances of any kind, you know. But you know, I do live closest to the Charger or the the Chargers and the um, and the Rams, and Chargers are a San Diego team in my mind and should should be a San Diego yeah, team. Yeah, in um, and so so yeah, you know. I mean, if I'm gonna. Ch- I mean, I'm a Packer fan when it comes to football, but if, you know, they're not playing, I can't cheer for them, so I might as well cheer for the local team. I was happy to see the Rams win last night. From what I saw, it looked like a fairly error-prone um, uh, game on the part of both quarterbacks that they struggled. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, I didn't watch. Good, wi- good win for the Rams.
1: Very
0: happy. Yeah. Yeah, I watched bits and pieces, mostly the back end of it. Uh, And I know that they were, it was well thought, they were were tied multiple times throughout the game. So, Um, anyhow, enough sport ball. Enough sport ball. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, your daughter is a professional photographer, and I taught photography. And um, she uses uh, uh, Canon equipment more, uh, uh, you know, I have Nikon. And it seems like the fine folks at Nikon are in some dire straits. You know, Canon as a company is very diversified. In addition to doing photography, they do, um, you know, printers and a lot of other things. There's You know, they're, they're a, a larger company in general. And they so when they were a little slow to go away from um, uh, DSLRs to mirrorless cameras, they had other means of keeping funds coming in as the DSLR market kind of dried up. And Nikon didn't want to switch at, real quickly because they were afraid that they would cannibalize their DSLR sales by switching to mirrorless, but they eventually did that. And they're in that stage right now where the, the, the mirrorless cameras are stealing sa- sales from DSLRs, and, and they're kind of hurting. And I hope, hope, hope that the company hangs around because they make amazing lenses. And that's part of the reason that people shoot uh, Nikon. It is not necessarily for their, uh, the camera bodies as much it is, as it is for um, their astounding lenses. And they actually are slightly diversified in that they make uh, binoculars and microscopes and scientific lensing type of things. But, uh, uh, but apparently, uh, uh, a Japanese publication, uh, Tokyo uh, Kizai, has said that they are in dire straits and that financially they're in a bad spot. So,
1: so I um, wonder if somebody will buy them. I can't imagine them going away.
0: So, yeah. Um, well, I can, will... but uh, I hope not.
1: Well, well, no, but I wonder if Canon buys, buys that technology from them. So mm-hmm. the technology doesn't go away, you know, that, yeah. um, uh, yeah, I, I can't see
0: Canon buying them because I think Canon has, you know, competitive technology in a lot of ways, but I could see maybe somebody else buying them. You know who I'd love to buy them? absolutely love, it would be amazing if Apple bought them. Yeah. Apple's got the money to buy them with pocket change. And I have always thought that a, a, you know, mirrorless camera or a DSLR camera, instead of having to put memory cards into it, let me slide or plug in my phone directly to it, or build into the operating system a way to communicate, so that every time I take a picture, it immediately goes to my phone and is uploaded to my iCloud account, so that I have basically an endless space of taking pictures as they're they're being fed out to the to the cloud as I take as I snap shots, and that way I have you know the, the phone cameras have gotten much better, but can you imagine? uh you use the same technology that's in a phone camera in terms of of making your images look better except that you're using a large um, uh, sensor the size of a you know bigger than a postage stamp and and lenses that are ginormous like on a real camera and the zoom lenses you can get you know you can zoom into things across a football field or a basketball stadium or a soccer field if you're out watching your kids play um I just nice. think that the that, that those two technologies are begging to be combined.
1: And, and although I think that, that it should have it should have a, 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 a card, like a, a memory chip or something in it as well, in case you're in a place where you don't have any connectivity. So, you know, you're out Well,
0: there. then it could just save to your phone instead of to the... Right. I mean, you're carrying a big chunk of memory around in your pocket most of the time. That's true. But, yeah, you could... Yeah, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with having a memory card in it, but it's just like the, the connectivity between the the camera and the phone most I mean they all the major ones have an app but you have to run the app and usually it's done after the fact so you take a picture and then and then you go to the app and you suck down the photos from the camera and uh, it's just not a good connection where the two stay in connectivity and work together well Um, it's one of those things that's done very um, it's being done but it's being done poorly and if you've got somebody involved with with making that work better because they controlled both ends of the product, I think that we could have some pretty amazing, um, amazing results. So, so
1: maybe Apple will buy it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's even on their radar, but, uh, that would be my hope.
1: Huh. So, um, you know, I, I am not a photographer <laughs> and so, um, uh, but I do love, I, I love the pictures that my daughter takes, um, uh, yeah. Uh, and because she posts she post- isn't them, she posts them to Instagram, and I get to see it. Um, I really like her perspective. I like how she tells a visual story. Um, and so, you know, that's that's fun. I, you know, it's, if you're looking for a wedding photographer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Reagan Suet, S-
0: com. S- com. S- yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> you want to give the website out. I was going to do the same thing, but you beat me to it. Yeah, it's reagansuitt.com dot com again. That's uh, R e a g a n S u i t t dot com. Uh, free free plug for her because she does great work.
1: She does, and she's worked her tail mm-hmm. off to, to learn photography, to perfect photography, to to learn mm-hmm. how to do all of it. She did a, you know, um, yeah. She's 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 uh, putting the sweat equity. She's doing a good job.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, and 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 she's learned a very specific type. I mean, she she focuses on. She does other stuff, but she focuses on intimate weddings and elopements, and so it's it's small groups, small uh, you know couples photos, and and they're absolutely gorgeous. Uh, you know, she does them in. She does destination photography, so she you know will um, uh, you know some beautiful outdoor uh, locations, and um, you know if you go to your, her website, you can see examples of her work and it's uh it's really really nice and so um uh yeah if you have a need for something like that in these times you know intimate weddings are 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 really in right now because nobody will come (laughs) yeah so uh if you um if you want to go get some beautiful photos, it's more than just pulling out your phone and going snap, snap, snap. You need to have the right eye and somebody who's trained to do it. And she is the person to do it for sure. She is. So, Yeah, on top of being just a great person. She's a wonderful young lady. So uh, go, go support my niece, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: I say that and she's been, she's been ridiculously busy. She, uh, you know, uh, just word of mouth people have learned and, uh, you know, and she does a lot of, um, online advertising as well. Um, so people have, uh, kind of figured out like, Oh, Hey, she's good. So cool. You know, it's funny because she, she's of an age where a lot of her friends and, and her friends, friends are getting married, you know? And so, um, uh, you know, they're kind of at that age where they're getting married, and then, and then they will be having babies. And so, she'll probably, um, uh, you know, she can also be uh, uh, hired to do like, you know, baby photos, baby portraits, and stuff like that. You know, first birthdays and things. So, um, uh, she does. Yeah, she uh, like I said, she does. A relationship
1: builder. So. I
0: can yeah. Do that. Yeah, yeah, I can see her, you know, people who who have her do their their wedding, then they'll call her back for other major events and say, "Hey, can you come get some photos for this?" because uh because she goes out of her way to to uh to get to know the people she's taking the photos of in order to find a way of expressing who they are in the imagery and trying to find, you know, good locations and and things that that help them um express themselves, which, uh, you know, it's funny because everybody thinks that they can do that, but you know, much like decorating your kitchen, if you have a good expert, they will listen to you and then create something that is very much you, but that you could have never pulled out of your hat yourself that, you know, that they, um, uh, you know, you need that person who's actually, uh, taking the time to educate themselves in that area and have some experience there and can do, um, a major things.
1: You, you want everyone a reminder of what we mere mortals cannot do is watch Fixer Upper and watch Jessica yeah. and, and Joanna Gaines do their thing, and you're like, wow.
0: Piece I of cake. Easy. That
1: rotting right. floorboard, mice in the wall, disgusting yeah. hobble, and turn it into that beautiful farmhouse.
0: Yeah, and he's in there, you know, tearing it all apart to make it safe and sound, and she looks at that giant pile of crap and goes, oh. We'll put a we'll we'll put a rock wall here and we'll put, you know, uh, rustic wood floors over there and and we're going to paint it in a in a pale mauve, you know, and you're like, what? And then she does it. It's like gorgeous. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, so uh, the uh, TechCrunch has a list of seven items, seven great gifts for anyone working at home. And obviously it, it is gift giving season and people are working at home. So what do you think is first on their list?
1: Um, I'm going to say a, um, a light that they can use for video conferencing.
0: That's a really good call. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't realize that you really, really benefit from a light for video conferencing. And so they sit there looking dim and dingy. Um, it wasn't their first. They actually had a really good, they said, get a good office chair. Oh, get a good okay. office chair. Don't sit, don't sit at your dining room chairs. That's going to hurt your back in the long run. Get a good office chair. Yes. Second and you did that. Thing this year. I did. That was one of the things that I said I you know, I I actually found and this is something a, a tip for people. Um, I found a place that sells used office equipment. There's lots of businesses going out of business and you know, it's a sad thing that people's businesses are shutting down. But You and I can benefit from their misfortune if you think about the fact that they've got a bunch of office equipment that might be available. And the difference between professional office equipment and the chairs that you would buy at, you know, an office chair that you would buy, say, at a Staples or a um, uh, Office Depot or a Walmart or Target is night and day. I mean, we're talking about thousand dollar chairs versus, you know hundred and fifty dollar chairs except that the thousand dollar chairs can be had for about 150 200 because they are used and you get a super high quality chair that has been ergonomically designed by people like herman miller and Steelcase, and they will last you a lifetime they have better material they have better structures and it is worth an investment in my mind to get a good chair regardless of where you get it get a chair that fits your fanny um Nice. Number two on the list is a new computer. Um, they are recommending Apple iMacs as a desktop computer.
1: Ah, wow, well, so. that's... Yes. I, I think uh-huh. it's a on a laptop, but, but you know, I... I, I
0: yeah.
1: I've thought about it. I have. But yeah.
0: The bigger screen is nice.
1: Yeah. The bigger screen I, is well, nice. But,
0: you know, you can buy a bigger screen for your laptop.
1: I wish that I had a bigger screen. I really do. Yeah. It, is, it, is, it is frustrating... Um, to have just the one screen, the one small mm-hmm. screen that's on my, my MacBook Air, you know. Yeah. I, would, I, need yeah. To, I need to broaden my horizons.
0: Yeah. So number uh, three on the list, a webcam with a built-in camera or light, or a ring light on it. There They're recommending a, uh, um, uh, a Razer-branded Kiyo camera. And it is a, um, a camera with a ring light around the camera so that it lights your face so that you look more better. It's so hundred dollars from Razor. I
1: bought one that I can that'll it'll, it'll hold my phone in the center if I wanted uh-huh. to record on my phone or it's just fine if it's sitting next to me, you know, mm-hmm. um uh, on my when I'm using my laptop and and I yeah. and I got it because I swear I look dead.
0: Well, that's it. Most oh, yeah. people don't understand that the lighting has so much to do with, like, actually, like you said, showing your skin tone and stuff. You tend to look gray and dingy and kind of like warmed over uh, <laughs> in most lighting, unless you know how to light yourself. And most people don't. But put a light in your face. You need to light yourself up. Don't sit in a dark, dingy room don't sit in don't let the the camera or the the light from your screen be the only light that's on your face because that's usually a a mix of different colors and if you change web pages while you're talking um that's going to reflect on your face and so just get a decent light you can get little led lights um for for 50 bucks and i mean there's nicer ones can be had but you know it, it doesn't take much um okay so number four on the list a uh, good USB mic, you get a better quality mic than is in most computers. A Rode NT USB Mini is the recommended um, mic. It's used by a lot of podcasters. It's a hundred bucks. I know that a lot of people also like the Blue Yeti mics, but those are several hundred bucks and they're pretty expensive. They have smaller ones as well, but um, a, a decent. Blue Yeti. Yeah, a couple different. I have a couple Blue Yetis, and then I've got a. Um, uh, uh, professional studio mic, a uh, couple studio mics as well, and I bounce back and forth between them. But I'm talking on a Blue Yeti right now. So, oh, here's an interesting thing. Another recommendation: a uh, 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 Cubby Pro Desk elliptical. It's a little elliptical machine you put underneath your desk so you can pedal in place. So oh. I could be I could be working right now, and then you know everything would be good. <laughs> I'd be in shape, and I could podcast while I'm pedaling and pedaling. And, yeah, I don't think so. See,
1: that would be me. No, yeah, mm-mm. yeah. I don't think I'd be comfortable with that.
0: No, I'll get up and walk around. You know, it's one thing if you're sitting and doing work, uh, or you're, you know, like you're writing, composing. You can maybe do that while you're composing because you're thinking part of the time. If you're, if you're talking back and forth like in a meeting, it's probably not appropriate. But you know, just saying, people don't don't creep assume your all this. Colleagues
1: word. out because you're breathing yeah. heavy into the mic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. When you get a mic, learn how to use the mic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't You don't have to swallow the mic. Yeah. Some people do. They so, get up really close to it.
0: They're recommending that you get a uh, Nest Audio or some other smart speaker so you can just have some uh, soft music playing in the background. That when you're working at home... Um, you know, sitting in a silent room all day long gets a little old. You can have that playing quietly. You can always mute it if you're on a on a um, uh, call, and that uh, provides you a little bit of ambiance. And it, yeah, I I actually
1: usually have my music going unless I'm on
0: a call. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You I shared a
1: playlist.
0: You shared a playlist the other day, and I've listened to part of it. I haven't listened to all of it because uh, I don't listen to as much music as I used to. Uh, because I used to listen to mostly music when I was driving, and A, I'm not driving, and B, a while back I switched to listening to more podcasts when I'm driving, and so I just don't listen to music as much as I used to. I play music when I'm, like, cleaning house. I put on my AirPods and and clean house with music playing. So, therefore, I must clean my house more to listen to more music. (laughs) Or,
1: my my house should be spotless.
0: Oh, yeah, well, there is that, you know. (laughs) <laughs> um, next thing up on the list is an arc carbonator uh, This is like a soda strape So they're saying make your own bubbly water Don't buy bubbly water It's cheaper, it creates less trash in the world And you should be drinking more water, right? So get a bubbly water maker
1: I want one of those for Christmas I yeah. want a
0: soda strip. I gifted myself one of those um, over the summer And uh, I like it I use it a lot and I drink much more water and much less, uh, you know, chemical batch sodas and uh, and such, also known as diet sodas. <laughs> okay, let's face it. It's Diet Coke. I'm drinking Diet Coke is what I'm drinking. Um, and this, this, this cuts down on that significantly. And um, I've got to say, as much as I hate to admit it, I struggled a little bit because I'm clearly addicted to that stuff. I don't know whether it's the chemicals or the sodium or what. Uh, or the caffeine, but it was a little bit of a struggle. but once I did switch, I felt much better and uh, and and found some some physical changes that were um, good. I felt better. And so um, yeah, I like the fizzy water.
1: So I am addicted to Diet Coke too. I can't even count how many times I have um, given it up and gotten back on it and i'm I am drinking it again and I it's it's I can't even describe it. you know it's
0: yep. Yep. And it's, it's not like even every any yeah. other
1: diet soda. It's Diet Coke.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. They, you know, Diet Pepsi is not a replacement. Diet Pepsi is bleh. Um, uh, you know, Diet RC, nope, nope. It's Diet Coke, period. And yes. it's, yeah, it's just, it's. there's something that they put in there. I don't know what it is, but it is akin to crack. And it is hard <laughs> to kick. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're saying some Philips Hue lights is a good a good investment. Uh, buy a couple Philips Hue lights. You can buy a starter kit that includes uh, their hub and two bulbs for ninety bucks, which is a little pricey. But by uh, setting it up so that the uh, the light warmth and colors change throughout the day, you can do things that enhance your mood, and that lighting has a strong effect on people. And so, so it's
1: called a Philips Hue.
0: Hue, H-U-E, as in the hue of, uh, of color, like you the know, a hue. Yeah. And uh, I have some of these bulbs, and uh, I like them. They're set up, uh, I've got them set up so they come on at certain times. Like when we come in through the door, um, I have like a security sensor on the door, so when the, like our back door opens, or in fact, uh, uh, proximity of the car, when the car comes into the driveway, it turns on lights in the hallway so that when we come into the house, it's not dark. Um, only does that at night, doesn't do it during the day. Um, I have uh, when my alarm goes off in the morning, I have lights that come on uh, and bring you know light up the room so it's not dark because this time of year it's kind of dark. And so it lights up the room uh, at the same time as the alarm goes off. and that way I don't have a in- inclination to roll over and go back to sleep because lights are on, it's bright, and it automatically shuts off a few minutes later. Um, I have a motion sensor in a closet. I walk in the closet and it automatically lights the closet so I don't have to flip any switches or anything. I mean, there's a switch to do it, but I don't have to. You know, I'm living in the 21st century, man. Um, they're nice. They're not a necessity, but they are certainly nice if you set them up. But you do have to do a little bit of work setting them up to make them work the way you want. Huh, I don't
1: think I've ever heard
0: of them. Yeah, in home automation, they are big. Philips Hue. So... Um, yeah, they're kind of nice. I'll give you a demo next time you're over. There in you fact, go. you've probably had a demo. You've probably had a demo and didn't even realize it because when you come to my house, you know, you come in through a door or something. Lights happen. You know, it's uh, it just happens. So.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right.
0: Um, yeah, it's. I don't have the automatic doors opening and closing like on Star Trek where you, you know, but uh, uh, but I do have the automatic lights. <laughs> And you can you can in my house say, Computer, tell me what time it is and and you'll get a response.
1: <laughs> All right. Here we, uh, you have
0: to say it with a Scottish accent though.
1: <laughs>
0: that's that's the, the downside.
1: That's that's the downside.
0: Huh. Yeah. I'm trying well, the best I can, Captain.
1: Do you have any books? But she's
0: given it all she got. Sorry, what? Do I have any what? Do
1: you have any, you
0: have any books that you want to read over Christmas? Books? <laughs> Sounded like you said, do you have any goats? And I went, no. <laughs> books. Um, books that I want to read over Christmas. You know, um, I honestly haven't thought, uh, you know, we didn't talk about this in advance. so I didn't plan anything or think about it off the top of my head. There was a couple books I was looking at the other day. And I bought them. Let me see if I can launch my Kindle app real quick and, see, and tell you the names of the books that I got that I will probably be reading over the next couple weeks because I did get a couple uh, Kindle books. And so uh, I'm launching the Kindle reader slowly, slowly it turns, step by step, inch by inch. Ah, okay. Um, so I got, and I've read a couple chapters of this so far. It is uh, The 13 American Arguments, and it's written by Howard Feynman. And it's basically the, uh, and this I think was recommended by uh, my lovely brother, your husband. I th- it's, it's a story that talks, or it's a book that talks about the, uh, the premise, the reason that, that the, the founding fathers said, you know, here's what we need. Here's the argument for us being our own country. Here's the argument for why we set up our, our system of government the way we did, why we are. Americans, what we're, how we're set up and, and it's, you know, contrasted with things like, um, um, you know, we said that we're the land of the free and yet we launched with slavery and, and, you know, did, you know, did we know that that was bad and that that was going to go away or, you know, did we put it off, you know, why did we put it off? Things like that. I mean, that's one of the the topics is, you know, we're the land of the free you know, but we have these, this weird dichotomy of stuff. And so anyway, I'm, I'm just interested in finishing that. And then ironically, I also got no nonsense Buddhism for beginners. I just wanted to understand the, the philosophy of Buddhism more. And it's more of a philosophy than a religion. I know that it gets dragged into religious context a lot, but, uh, uh, I, I've started reading that one as well. I'm one of those people who, yeah, it kind of is. Uh, you know, I just wanted the, the, the quick and dirty. I didn't want a, a deep, book written by somebody on buddhist philosophy i just wanted to overview uh, that's more in depth than a wikipedia page uh, although i gotta say the wikipedia page on buddhism is pretty in depth but uh, you know i'm one of those people who who has uh at any given time three to five books going on <laughs> so so uh um uh, you know those two are both sort of educational books and sometimes i will drop out and read a um uh, a um, you know a quick and dirty um, uh, you know murder mystery or something
1: yes well I um, I just I love Joel Rosenberg and he writes political thrillers um, mm-hmm. and so I just finished one of his his, his most recent book um, and he wrote like The Last Jihad and um, I, I can't remember all the titles but they're really really good so if you like kind of Modern international relations, kind of political mm-hmm. thrillers. His are really good. And he is a. I've been
0: reading he, Stephanie Plum. <laughs> oh!
1: So I hate to. Uh, for the
0: dough? Yeah, I hate to Danny admit it, Ivanovich. but that's. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculously silly, quick, easy reads, but just fun stories. Oh my
1: but, god. But yeah, that, that actually sounds so interesting. Fun.
0: They are. I mean, it's you know. I mean, literally, it's like a three three to five hour book. From for well, I mean, I don't know how I. I for me, it is. I can't say that for everybody. I mean, I, you know, some people it may take longer. Other people may read it in a, in twenty minutes. I don't know, but it's uh, they're they're fairly quick reads, but they're a lot of fun.
1: So if somebody you know wants the premise, mm-hmm. uh, Stephanie Plum is uh, a character in a series of books. Uh, by Janet Ivanovich. and yeah, there's like is,
0: 25 of them or something. Yeah,
1: there are, and um, she is uh, a bail bondsman, not a very good one, a bail bondsman, and she <laughs> yeah. uh, finds criminals, in hilarity and hilarity ensues. It's it's really, um, and she's from New Jersey, and she's very from yeah. New Jersey.
0: She's and, got uh, a, um, a a grandma who who's a gun-toting grandma. It's just it's it's yeah, the characters you kind of get into, and they're fun. They're fun. <laughs> So, uh, uh, but the, again, tell me that, again the name of the author that you were that you were reading because that sounds interesting. Joel
1: Rosenberg.
0: Joel Rosenberg. I'll have to look for that and see if there's something there I want to read. It if you like makes... tech stuff too, um, Daniel Suarez uh, has a, a series of like I don't know three or four novels that are very um, very solidly based in tech, but they're like uh, tech gone awry murder mystery type things that are very good. Cool. And what's his name? Uh, Daniel Suarez. Yeah, well, the book that I would say is a great starter book is called Daemon or Demon, uh, which is the name of a process that runs in the background on your computer. So, like, yeah. if you you know you'll have like background processes running, it's called a, a daemon, and and it's a it's spelled D-A-E-M-O-N. and um, and. You know, so like you, you're, you can have uh, when you launch your, say say you launch uh, Microsoft Word in the background. There may be a demon that runs that says go and check and see if the version that's running is the latest version, and if not, then notify somebody that hey, you know, there's an update available. That kind of thing. So a demon does background processing.
1: That's a, why did they give it that name?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> because it has, name? yeah, um, I don't remember the naming why it's called a demon, but. Uh, uh but yeah you know it clearly has a play on words when you uh indeed put it in the context of a of a mystery movie you know so uh so he's anyway, actually some, some... also
1: a, a tech, an IT consultant or a technology, right. yeah, technology yeah technology consultant um so he is he knows he these must be well written from the tech standpoint
0: yeah, and that's part of why I like it because too often in a movie, in, in movie settings, and not so much in books, but in movie settings, um, you know, they'll do something with tech and they'll start doing things that you go like, okay, this is fake. This is, no, it doesn't work that way. There's no way they could, you know, and it's, what's worse is when they hinge their solution on something that anybody who, who's familiar with computers and with technology would look at and go, nah, <laughs> you know, that doesn't work that way. You know, there was an old Sandra Bullock movie uh, about, um, uh, you know, computer viruses and stuff. And the joke was, you know, and of course, today it's a little different. But back then, Apple was barely struggling. And they said, you know, this is fiction because all the computers are apples. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, nowadays that wouldn't be the case. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's just... If you're going to do something on tech, get a uh, a consultant who actually knows what they're talking about, who can tell you, yeah, that's how that works or nope, that don't work that way.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, there's actually there are actually websites dedicated to the tech stuff that Hollywood gets wrong, and some of them are really funny. You know, the and so uh, I haven't pulled one up, but just go Google that um, and and uh, and find some things to laugh at.
0: Everybody can use a laugh. So, uh, let's see. In multitasking computer operating systems, a uh, daemon is a computer program that runs in the background process. I'm trying to see if uh, there's an explanation as to why it's called that way. Or why why it's named. Uh, Okay, so according to Fernando J uh who worked on Project Mac in 1963, his team was the first to use the term demon, inspired by Maxwell's demon, an imaginary agent in physics and thermodynamics that helped sort molecules, stating, we fancifully began to use the word demon to describe background processes that worked tirelessly to perform system chores. Interesting. So it was, so it was named after Maxwell's demon, which is a thought experiment by James Clerk Maxwell from 1867 who suggested how the second law of thermodynamics might hypothetically be violated. In his thought experiment, a demon controls a small door between two compartments of gas. So it was something that did something independent of the main thing. So, okay, I get it. It makes sense.
1: So, have you read all of the classics? I thought one day that I would, I was thinking for a while, that I would go back and read a bunch of classics. Uh-huh. Novels, you well,
0: know, you say all words. of the classics. I mean, yeah, well, it depends on your list, I suppose. <laughs>
1: yeah, even, I mean because, you know, the last time I tried to really read the classics, I was in high school. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, picked them out and deliberately read them because they were the classics. And um, I haven't done that since then. Um, you know, uh, and I don't know if you have. I know people who, they make lists. They find lists and they're like, okay, well, I'm going right. to one of the classics. And I was wondering if yeah. you had done that.
0: And you could download lists. I've read some, you know, like, I mean, I've read Moby Dick and, uh, I've read a lot of Hemingway, um, uh, you know, um, I've, you know, so I've read some of that. I've read, I've read a lot of the business classics just because, uh, you know, I was a, a business major and it interested me. So I read a lot of those sort of, you know, how to be a better manager type of books that, that are, that, that float around out there. Um, you know. Uh, yeah. But I don't think I would. I wouldn't say that I have read all of them. I have read, you know, some good ones. Old Man in the Sea was a Hemingway one that that uh, it's it's a Hemingway that a lot of um, you know are, are, is overlooked. You know, in terms of things, I've read Great Expectations. Um,
1: what is Great Expectations about? I know this is. I feel silly asking this question, yeah. but I've not ever it's read
0: a, it it's a dickens one and uh it is a story of a poor guy who basically gets called to work at this rich house and and basically provide companionship for this very snotty rich girl and he imagines that they're going to be together someday as they start growing older and then she uh basically rejects him and his and her aunt her rich aunt who's the one who brought him there um uh, kind of laughs at him and then he gets this um, uh, anonymous or hidden, unknown person who provides him with the funds and the means to go to the city and educate himself and raise, him, raise himself up he assumes that it was the aunt sort of saying thank you for the taking care of, you know, and helping my daughter as a tutor and stuff when she was younger uh, and uh um, uh, I don't want to give it away, but he eventually finds out that it's it's somebody else, and and that that they were that the people that were rich were really awful people to begin with. And ironically, they lose their money and end up being uh, their 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 place gets run you know run down over the years because they can't take care of the fancy estate that they lived on, and and so uh, you know it's sort of a, a tale of rich and poor and of them trading places and and how that came to be, you know. Huh. Be industrious and you will go well. It's it's actually a very good story. It was actually made into a reasonably good movie as well. Um, you can go find it. Slightly more modern with, um, uh, I don't know, see Robert De Niro was in it. and I don't remember who played the lead character uh, off the top of my head. Um. Huh. Well,
1: that's. Uh, I'm I'm looking at Goodreads right now and um there's all kinds of books that they recommend that i would like to see that i would like to see like i would like to read um i have not read um uh the uh, perks of being a wallflower i've heard that one is really good i've not read the lights of pie I, I hear that one's um uh i heard hear that one's very good i never saw the movies either um
0: yeah Ah, Ethan Hawke and Gwyneth Paltrow play the two main characters in the 1998 film that I was referring to. Anne ah. Bancroft plays her mother, her aunt, or whoever it is. Robert De Niro, Chris Cooper, Hank Azaria—so I mean, lots of really good people in that movie. 1998, Great Expectations.
1: Because we so. have, you know, you know, at the Christmas holidays, um, Tobin and I typically, and I know you guys do too, typically mm-hmm. read. I mean, it's it's a time where you can read for pleasure instead of reading for, mm-hmm. for work um, and reading the news. And, and I think everyone is, you can't go to the movies So what do you do? You dive into a book. And so, yeah. well,
0: and you watch Charlie Brown Christmas and you know, exactly <laughs> you know.
1: on Apple TV. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, there is a, there is a movie that we watch every year that uh, one of my daughters found and she read about it. And it was actually an award winning, uh Academy award winning movie. I think it was, uh, uh, it happened on Fifth Avenue. It's never been remade, uh, and it is just the cutest movie.
1: Yes, I actually recommend that. As people are saying, give me ideas for uh, Christmas movies, and, and I always suggest that one because it is it is adorable. I I really enjoy it. Yeah, it was from nineteen forty nine, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, forty seven, nineteen forty seven. Um, uh, directed by Roy Del Ruth. Victor Moore, Anne Harding, Don Defoe, Charles Ruggles, Gale Storm. Uh, it was uh, nominated for best uh, Academy Award for best story, um, and so and it lost uh, it lost a miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, but um, uh, just um, a really really well done movie. It's all black and white, and um, yeah just cool. um well well done i'm surprised that that one hasn't been remade i really am and part of me is glad that it hasn't been remade because the original is so it, you know kind of dear it, to me
1: it wouldn't be heartwarming anymore it'd be a tale about uh haves and have-nots it wouldn't be
0: yeah it wouldn't be heartwarming it, anymore it, it would hard to do it without being preachy yes yeah yes yeah and for so, those who don't know, I mean the basic premise is that there's this um hobo who uh who uh seasonally moves back and forth like when the rich people are, are go south for the winter he moves into their winter home and lives there and then puts everything back exactly as it was, and when they move back home he moves out and then he travels you know he he travels back down south uh uh you know jump on the train. And gets down to their summer home, and, he, and during the during the summer, he stays in their summer home. And so he's he's uh, a seasonal um, border basically, but he doesn't pay any rent. He just moves back no, and they forth.
1: not know he's
0: there. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is uh, Mr. McKeever, Aloysius T. McKeever is the is the main character. And I always thought it was funny, that's peculiar because they mentioned Michael J. O'Connor is the guy whose house he stays in, and they always follow that with the second ric- richest man in the world. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So So, Michael J. O'Connor winters at his Virginia estate, so McKeever takes over his uh, Fifth Avenue mansion when he's gone. Yeah. So we are completely
1: out of time, Todd.
0: Time has come. Watch a good movie, read a great book. Check Goodreads. Thanks for joining us. I'm Todd Brinker.
1: I'm Aaron Brinker. Thanks for uh, joining us today, and we'll see you tomorrow. 한글자막 by 한효정